Hey, universe. Bonjour! Um, yeah, I'm kind of recording this after I've recorded everything else because this one could set a record for choppy, uh, uh hard to follow. Uh, I, I just think if you don't want to watch me play ping pong against a wall full of silly putty, then this is not going to be your, uh, go at all so i'm just warning you pause oh yeah and it's january 25th at 6 32 in the evening and so happy birthday dad and happy almost birthday guardian angel bye pause hello universe or paying respect to all the listeners currently situated in france bonjour universe Je t'aime, Francais. Mon petit chou. Oui. Pause. Would you please take me to the hotel? Said nobody in France ever. Um, all right. No more, no more silliness. Good day, universe. How you been? I have been, uh, lackluster, I guess. No, I don't really know if lackluster is fair. I still don't have a job. So I've been verklempt. I don't know what verklempt means, but it means whatever I've been lately. So now I know what verklempt means, and that is good on me. On pause. I assume I'm not the only verklempt one in the house. At least if you've thought about the ramifications of the compromised integrity of the voting systems that are American elections. Well, verklempt at a minimum and what homicidally motivated at a maximum? No, 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 no. We don't encourage homicide here. What am I doing? Um, no, of course we don't want anyone to die as some sort of punishment for having jeopardized the entire possibility of the American dream through their personal and selfish renegade actions on our voting machines. But watch them say I'm sorry. I I can be in for that. Pause. Or should I say, pardonnez-moi. Pause. Unpause. Okay, I think that covers literally all the French I know. Because that's the Madonna song, uh, that phrase from uh, my uh, French uh, crush in, uh, in college, Mon Petit Chou. I think means my little cabbage or my little pumpkin, something like that. And then uh, bonjour, obviously, even though I couldn't commit to that being how to say hello to France two days ago, I can commit to it now. And um, uh, what? Le Tower Eiffel? That's probably wrong. Um, hmm. What else can you say in French? Oh, uh, au revoir. Au revoir. And freedom fries. No, that's American. Unpause. All right. I think I should knock this one off now that I'm high enough, but not so high that I'm too high to talk about it. And that is, don't steal that idea implies intellectual property, does it not? Uh, my, hmm. here's the thing with intellectual property. I am one who believes everything 
that we are creatively producing as meat suit inhabiting soul energy is 5% us and 95% the circumstances, surroundings, and influences we have experienced both through our journey here as well as more specifically recently. And the informational zeitgeist of possible thoughts, connections, creative collisions, and eureka moments therein, those expressions of discovery, of, um, of my work, my achievement, I did this, this is me, this is mine, I am the author of To Kill a Mockingbird, my name is Harper Lee, and that is my book. Okay, yes, I assume Harper Lee wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. However, I also assume that in producing such a seminal work of American lore, that she had several personification, if not outright person characters in her orbit through her life, that in some way, shape, or form have a voice, if not a personage, in the story itself. And <clears throat> I'm not predicting there be a Boo Radley living in her neighborhood, but a cousin Jem, a rabid dog, some hijinks at the schoolhouse, all the character and flavor that makes Harper Lee special when she writes To Kill a Mockingbird is a confluence of energy centering on a, an activity and an expression that truly was magical and continues to be and will persist through time as such. But that moment isn't Harper Lee in a vacuum ever. And so intellectual property to me is almost the gift I give back to civilization for all the gifts that have been bestowed upon me without me deserving them. The great works of times past are nothing but treasure boxes for those of us who got here to discover, wow, we're already this far into narrative structure and storyline pacing, so I can learn a lot from what's already been done and see what I can do to enhance the model while I'm here. And if I'm lucky enough to produce something of value in the zeitgeist that is everyone else's opportunity to exchange information and expression in their way, well, to me, that's, <laughs> that's the whole point of being here on Earth. And the idea that there is some sort of motivation of exchange for creative energy expressed, I just have never been able to think that way. What you're producing from within yourself that's driven by 
an impulse that's even deeper within yourself. How could you want anything other than somebody to just recognize the fact that you're there and to appreciate the attempt that you're making, regardless of where it actually ends up, so long as in doing this action you fulfill your own self in a capacity that is rewarding. And I'm not, uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so naive as to misunderstand all of the capital and capitalist interests that evolve in eight six seven five three zero nine Earth's American states of united policy of maximizing everything for the dollars it is worth. But all creativity is an expression of love for the situation that the universe presents. Or to critique the fallibility of the universe as it exists. Art doesn't come in a structured, narrative, mass-marketable form. Creative expression, they're prime numbers. And if somebody is inspired by something I do to be creative themselves, that explosive creative exchange and energy moving through the universe ripples back on everyone involved. And if it is a nonstop chain of galactic ascension, well, I mean, that's the kind of stuff souls dream about, right? I mean, if I were a soul and I were dreaming and I were dreaming dreams that were like really dreamy and then I was dreaming about those dreams in a way that I could have my dreams come true, well, I'd want to start the creative match that lit the universe on fire. Unpause. Wait, did I just say I want to burn down the universe? No. God, I don't know. That might have not been exactly worded well considering all I really want is to see the universe meet its creative potential energy at the highest level without restraint from the sort of expression that sits dormant in all of us who know there's more to us than we've ever shown. So, to me, the idea of intellectual property, copyright, trademark, all that shit... Well, I guess that's what keeps lawyers so well-heeled in terms of their physical earth possessions. Otherwise, what do lawyers do? Except argue over other people's property rights and problems, right? I mean, I'm sure they do other shit like get people divorced, but... Oh yeah, and help people who've been bitten by dogs. And car accidents... Let's not forget car accidents, for sure that, right? So, yeah, but I figure intellectual property, that seems like a lawyer thing to have thought up. Which, again, begs the question, actually, no, it doesn't, but it, it spurs the follow-up question of, why the fuck did I ever apply to law school? What the fuck was I thinking? Pause. Unpause. And even worse, BC Law School, why did you let me in? Pause.
Unpause. All right. Can I get back on track, please? Thank you. This is not fun for anyone but maybe BC Law School, who has my $2,200, all of which just went into their party and donut fund, which I, I can appreciate. We're cool. BC Law School and I, we're tight. Nope, we're not tight. We're the opposite of that. We're loose. Nope, we're not loose. We are nothing to each other because never has a relationship existed except them cashing my check for tuition deposit. Okay, so the voting situation is rough, but it's not the core limitation America faces to become a more um, exceptional version of itself as the seemingly uh, energy to even try to be uh, mediocre is waning. Uh, so this is what we're going to talk about today. Why is it that there is absolutely zero positive change happening in America? Literally, zero. What about the new iPhone, man? <laughs> zero. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. So, I hear you successfully made it home. And that means you're only, let's see, 7 hours and 6 minutes away from surviving your first day as an 84-year-old. Booyah. Listen, I don't know what you're up to. You're probably exhausted. Or maybe you have your second, third, 84th wind going. And you want some pizza and scrabble for your birthday celebration. If you want to do something, I'm around. Just give me a call. Uh, I forgot it was my dad's birthday. But I texted him this morning. So it's not like I had overlooked him until 5 o'clock at night. But... Um, he chose to go skiing by himself because my dad was an only child, and that's the kind of shit he does. So the rest of us said, fine. Do you want to do dinner? Maybe. Okay, well, you decide, and we'll let, uh, we'll let it happen on your call. And then he hasn't called anyone, so now I don't know what to do. So that's the last 15 seconds of my life that I'm embarrassed I shared with you. Pause. Unpause. And that also means... Seven hours and six minutes. Well, now, seven hours and four minutes until my guardian angel's birthday. Unpause. To which I say, what's 59? You're back on a prime, like a fine glass of wine. May this be your time. And that's how we say happy birthday to all guardian angels, right? Or did I get the... Is that a... Was that like a Hail Mary or something I just said? No. Come on. Like I've got religious background. Hail Mary's a football play. Duh. Pause. Unpause. Um, the voting machines. The story has been told. I don't have these nuggets of information because I went and did the investigation and found it all out. Nope. Nope. I saw other people's work and saw the results and conclusions they drew from the evidence that was presented 
And I thought, well, that kind of checks out, unfortunately. Of course the fucking voting is rigged. And, again, without the incentive to enrich oneself, as is offered in our current structure of government bribery waiting to happen, well, then maybe you could aspire to representative government for the betterment of the peoples from which you rose, you've risen, you have arrived. Um, my whole idea with government by lottery is that the structural incentive to game the system doesn't exist. And the obligation, the three-year commitment as a quasi-ordained golden member of society to have gotten the chance to have served at such a an influential level, well, that responsibility would inherently, I would hope, fall on shoulders rising to the occasion, regardless of position achieved therein until that point. I don't know if I needed that therein. That seems superfluous. But then every time I use the superfluous word, I think that was superfluous. So, having gotten all the way down superfluous street here, well, let's make this uh, less than superfluous journey in the rotten crevices of my fetid mind. Well, um, that was probably overstating your brain's condition. But yes, the judges say, well, let's do something grammarific. Okay, what's a synonym for... Su All right, superfluous versus unnecessary. Um, these are very similar words. And 99% of the time, you will use unnecessary. Which means, what, not needed, uh, uncalled for, Um but what superfluous is, which is similar, unnecessary, um, but it's more so that it's more than what is needed at this time. Meaning something that is superfluous is as if you brought more than we will actually be needing. I see that you brought rain gear and you brought ponchos and you brought garbage bags. So tripling down we could, but it seems like the garbage bags are superfluous. Whereas, uh, if the sun comes out, which the new forecast looks like it might, well, then all this stuff is unnecessary. We'll just go out in our shirts. Or we could go topless. We're all guys. Pause. Unpause. So, did my attempt to try to save my lunacy of going down superfluous street work out? Did we get out of that unscathed? No? Oh, fuck. All right, well, then let's get back to um, the problem of the narrative of the voting machines. How is this not common knowledge? Why aren't we all sitting around the local library conference tables thinking, 
Wait, do I even have a library card? Hmm, I don't think I do. But if I'm sitting at a library conference table speaking about broken voting machines with a bunch of civilians that have the same concern, well, my first thought would be, how is it that this story is buried? And then after less than four or five nanoseconds of trying to see which direction my brain goes, it immediately goes to, because the politicians are crooked. (gasps) Duh. Yes, that does seem to be the answer here. And while it may not be the politicians, it may be the parties themselves, it may be Merrill Lynch, it may be the Rothschilds, it may be the Pleiadians, but it's not the Arcturians. And I don't think it's the lizard people, but I have not ruled them out, and I have tried. So, whoever it is that has control of the levers that decide who goes where when it comes to our political affiliations and jobs required therein, well, they, unfortunately for all of us, especially the rest of you in the world, but even for Americans... They also are the storytellers of our media, news reports, and journalistic endeavors. It is that crappy a situation. And while sometimes being handcuffed can feel exhilarating or dangerous or both, being handcuffed in this scenario just feels... Like, your life has been muted. Somebody got you here, but they forgot to turn on the sound. Well, actually, you could have sound, but your speech means nothing. Your entire existence, in fact, has the distinct feeling of being a negotiable quantity at the highest level. Because once you can see that the power that is the press and the corrupt politicians and their ties to the corporate government power structure that runs the country from the banks to the insurance companies to Coca-Cola themselves, penetrating this machinery of wealth generation for very few and power and prestige generation for even fewer. Well, what the fuck do you think some dude from Colorado is going to do about that? I mean, seriously. How the fuck is this story going to get anywhere if the people who tell the stories, the people who are in power and the people who control all the levers that get those stories told don't want it told? Well, I can tell my neighbor... And then I can tell my other neighbor, and then I can tell my across-the-street neighbor, and then I can maybe get away with telling my neighbor across the street and one up, but not one down. They don't like me very much. And since that's pretty much as far as I can go just knocking on doors without harassing people, should I start a newspaper? No. Because newspapers are a dying 
entity. So, start a podcast? Pause. Unpause. I can't believe I skipped a day and I'm this far off the rails. Honestly. And I haven't listened back or anything, but I just know how chop suey this whole thing has been. And, well, I'm not even sure what chop suey is. That feels a little Hong Kong fooey to me. So maybe that's not good to be talking this way. So I apologize to all the chop suey Hong Kong fooey fans. But if you're not a Hong Kong fooey chop suey fan, then don't bother Googling Hong Kong fooey. You will not enjoy him. Not in this century. Nope, 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 nope. Instead, think about why the media doesn't want to tell you this story about voter integrity and election capture, if not outright theft. Because this is the kind of story that journalists get into the career of journalism to find and tell the world. So how can this story exist and not one journalist has taken a bite? Well, pause, unpause. I can put this simply and just phrase it as, well, what the queen gets, the queen wants. I mean, what the queen wants, the queen gets. Well, she's a fucking queen. She can say it however she wants. Or, or if that's not good enough, if you're going to come at the king, you best not miss. And this is the thread that when pulled, it's going to take the entire blanket of bullshit with it. This is the thread that when pulled will force the hand at the highest level to use whatever tricks they have left to offset their exposure or worse, their irrelevance given the stakes that this particular game now represents. And so I'm not surprised that we can't get anyone to pay attention to anything that can reveal the interior mechanism that is working against humanity at the global scale. I have the hardest time believing it's the financial Rothschilds at the top of this pyramid. They just don't seem savvy enough. And underestimate them, I'm sure I do. But to me, this feels more insidious and frankly, um, more advanced. This is global manipulation at the highest level. These are the sort of instincts and charades that are anticipated by nobody of a lifespan of less than a hundred years. Whoever's doing this has been planning this and executing this across centuries and is now watching it all come to bear. How is that possible? 
I ask in all earnestness, how are we in this situation where we truly have taken atheists and converted them to at least the good versus evil paradigm as it exists preordained by a universe touched by God where you can't deny that the real suppressive force humanity faces is an evil that wants to see it forever underachieve, if not eradicated, from the universe. And with that in mind, looking deep inside even the darkest parts of my soul, looking for any connection for how this can be coming from something inside humanity, well, I haven't found it. Which makes me wonder, what are we really up against? Is it just the specter of our own fractured sense of self? Our society as it sits, terrified of each other, and what we might represent as a threat in some capacity that has been drilled into us through myth and legend and manipulation. Ah, what a spooky time to try to save humanity's soul. I mean, somebody's got to do it, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Are you working on it? I hope. It's a team project, for fuck's sake. This isn't a single activity limited to me, myself, Irene, and I. Who's Irene? Well, when you uh, figure that out, maybe we'll let you on the project. So this is the fault of the press. I have a hard time finding fault any more squarely than on those with the journalistic purpose and the freedom of the press obligation to inform the public of that which is working both for and against them as the facts unfold in a universe filled with random possibility. Without that constructive... <clears throat> um, accountability and responsibility to both those in power and those over whom they hold power, there is no functioning civilization, culture, society. It doesn't exist. Freedom of the press and free speech, as well as, unfortunately, I'm starting to believe, the right to bear arms as a single autonomous citizen in a nation filled with potential tyranny are the cornerstones with which you must lay them to begin a civilized build of a society that is one of love, respect, and admiration. There's no way around it. And the freedom of the press is an obligation above and beyond anything else that you can assume, even serving in government. It is the noblest cause there is other than potentially educating our youth. And two places we are currently as mediocre, if not failing, societally and as a country as we've ever been. 
And how we will recover a free press is the biggest conundrum in front of us. We are more likely to co- come together as a populace in agreement and locked arms Hakuna Matata singing songs revelry. And I mean all 330 million of us, well, except those in Washington. We're more likely to get that group hug facilitated than we are to fix the press. The press is the problem. The press is the obstacle around which everything else is flowing retardedly. And I'm not sure how I meant that use of retarded that time. All right, maybe I'll get rid of retarded. I'm not trying to bring it back now. That's not going to work. But as a... As a... uh, As an obstacle that there is no penetration from outside or within that has proven capable of releasing the directive that tells the press this is and this is not appropriate material for the public to digest. Well, I say that's got to stop. Our access to information is a situation I didn't see as even a playing card in the deck until I realized that information was being withdrawn. And as censorship started to take hold, as Google results started to disappear, as videos started to be scrubbed from the internet, as entire forum dialogues were archived never to be seen again, as literal culling of the value the internet had collected in its execution thus far, well, there was one or two or three human beings who came up with the plot to decide that that was appropriate. And live in the age of 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 spider scrawl on your fucking leg? That's what we're living through. Pause. Unpause. Okay, bye, spider. The current situation of what feels like access to all the information the world's ever collated and presented in a useful format to digest is wrong. It used to even be that we had access to a hell of a lot more information than we do now. So anybody who had used the internet in the late 90s and early 2000s until today can certainly speak to the fewer and fewer results available of interest on any web search done on anything. The idea of surfing the web now no longer exists. People just dive into an app and remain stagnant in one piece of information flow. And when was the last time you hopped from website to website, from idea to idea, following the next? Oh my God, I can't believe that's so interesting. I can't bookmark that, bookmark that, bookmark that. doesn't happen anymore. You just get the same curated news that shows up everywhere else you go searching for anything else 
And if you go four or five versions in, well, you start to actually see the cut and paste redundancy of the letter of the stories that we are fed, whether it be news or journalism of another form or commentary or editorial. The messages here are limited. The access to information here is severely limited. And those in control of the levers that distribute both of those and also determine of what value anything is to the public as a story in the first place, they're all serving one and only one interest. And that is of the governments. Definitely not of the people. Definitely not of the common good. And definitely not of the oath they took to protect our American populace through the actions necessary, through the checks and balances that only a free press can provide. And yes, I understand that they've been censored too, but the control and the hmm, the brain massaging that has been prevalent in the 21st century in lockstep across our news media options has turned us into a very specific population who thinks in a direction that is predictable and controllable. And I am as much to blame here as I'm to blame for anything. Pause. Pause. And no, not because I figured out a hypnotic spell that makes you controllable, predictable, or any other kind of do-what-I-want-not-what-you-want kind of mind uh, situation. But that doesn't mean that it's not happening, and that doesn't mean we're not both suffering from it. Because that is true, that we are both victims of various um, coercive and uh, persuasive messaging that leads us to easy conclusions um, in a world filled with <clears throat> connections that there just is not enough time to vet out them all. So take shortcuts our brains do, because, hey man, got a lot on my plate already, not able to go research the entire history of the uh, Houthi uh, rebellion and their um, evolution and and strengths and weaknesses as a military front therein, and so... When it comes to this stuff, I'm going to watch the news and learn what I can and leave it from there. And yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. There is a lot going on. And even if you go to find out more information than that evening news story that covered the current attacks was willing to share... If you look, you'll find the same message reflected on CNN's experts, the Sunday Meet the Press panel, the Wednesday evening Crossfire section on, what is there, a, a network that has Crossfire? My point is, you'll see the same pro and con. You'll see whatever our current situation of advantage is, figure out what it is that is necessary to convince the populace that the con is ridiculous 
And then everyone in the lazy thought pattern of America without enough time to vet out the story for themselves land called the United States of America says, okay, now that I know that, that's how I think. This is what we all do. It's just how it works. None of us are going to Syria to check out the story. Instead, we accept the information coming from our authoritative branches that have been assigned the responsibility of keeping tabs on the world at large on our behalf to relay what is of value to us in the appropriate manner of time so that we can digest that information and act appropriately or just learn more of the world as we go. So that's all true. And a free press is somewhat in this little playhouse of checks and balances executed like that. But the power of the press is essentially, walk back a minute and a half, the ability to tell us the story, any story, whatever story. The stories that we digest from the news media are no different than the stories we digest from the Hollywood industry. And, okay, yeah, that's hyperbole, and yet you're not seeing my point. It's not that one is true and one is fiction. It's that how we accept the information is very similar. And when you think about what a movie does in terms of its ability to manipulate you into states of emotional distress or glee or fright, it's compelling that the human empathy and need to know of another's hmm, trials and tribulations is so powerful that it is an instinctual response for us to fall into the audience of the storytellers of our time. We will never be anything less than receptive to great stories. And so that doesn't mean that the press is here to take advantage of our natural tendency toward the narrative structures that we enjoy. But they can, at any time, enact those levers and use them against us when it's to their advantage. And it's not even the press who figured this out or who spent enough time and energy researching these cues and responses to know how to play civilizations, cultures, communities, whoever it may be in the populace they want to target as somebody who, if they had this opinion, that would be a lot better for us. No, no, this all comes from, as you might expect, the Massah Grandmother's Group. And, no, I'm sorry, I had the wrong note there. It comes from the CIA. From, uh, well, NSA, CIA, FBI, um, PTA, IRS, um, EMF, 
TTY L. And if there are characters in this story to blame, well, let me stand up and take accountability first. And then as I try to explain why that position is valid, or at least arguable, I would like to even step back to square zero and say, of those who have brought us to this position, of those in the media who fell for the biggest snake oil salesman there was, and believed in so doing they actually were noble in their cause, and for all of the hmm, most molded minds America has, some of the smartest among us to speak of as well, not saying these are the dummies, well, I forgive you for your inability to deconstruct your own paradigm, the one in which you see yourself as a winner, are sure that a winner would exist in a winning paradigm, and thus this paradigm, any fracture I might have to review, if found valid, threatens my existence. Yeah. Yeah, that's a reason not to look. But at some point, you're going to be forced to re realize that that is the situation. So looking now is a move of, of self-preservation. You don't want to be reacting to the collapse if you can anticipate the fall. So my question is, as a collector of information theory and uh, the scientific methods, mm, primary achievements aligned in your life, as someone who knows things because they've seen and taught themselves how things work, this is what I want to know so I can understand it. I'm going to understand what I want to know. So I'm going to go out and learn how things work. I'm smart enough. I'm intelligent enough. And God damn it, people like me. With that kind of attitude, I expect that that means all this buzz in the air about various conspiracy theories. You've done due diligence to at least vet out one or two to see if the buzz in the air is in fact the noise of those with a small voice that are shouting so that maybe they can be heard because they're right? Or the nonsense of the masses diluted by another media trip of, oh, so you say no planes were involved in 9-11, eh? Well, that's all I need to hear to know you conspiracy theorists are nut jobs. I mean, I used to be like that. I used to dismiss people with no problem. I used to dismiss groups of people like they didn't exist. Catholics? <laughs> Silly clouds, if you ask me. But whatever, let them believe in that man in the sky. And all that incense and retribution and guilt. I'm going to the casino. Anybody want to get in the van? All right. All right, all right, I'll stop. I'm high. Let's talk about control groups, because... If you don't understand that you're being controlled, well, you do. Everybody listening and everybody that lives in America has at least enough shred of media attention savvy and integrity to say, yes, I'm being controlled. 
Yes, I'm being controlled because I know there are narratives that are disallowed in my town square. So as censorship becomes more and more prevalent in the American society, the one thing you can say as a participant in the experiment that is this simulation in America at this time in space is we're being controlled. And if you don't believe me, then I would just like to see you uh, uh, create um, some level of um, of counter narrative about the voting machines that gets published or gets recognized by the major press. The story is there. The evidence is clear. Why does nobody want to touch it? You, my intrepid journalistic friend, well, there's your mission. Until you've done that, I don't want to hear anything else about you dismissing conspiracies as nonsense. The voting machines are rigged. Nobody cares. That is the story. Get the press to pay attention, and I will start listening to your podcast. All right. The control groups are beyond just the media. And it's not that this is even something you are going to be able to mm, counterattack. Awareness is the best you get here. But awareness keeps you sharp and honed to the games being played at least as much as you can catch them in real time. I still understand how much I'm being gained. I still appreciate the level at which I'm still fully controlled. But I'm capable now of dissecting at least some of the reactive and especially uh, 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 off-the-cuff slash um, gamesmanship in real time that is forced upon some of the people who are trying to control us knowing that information is not going to be kept uh, in a lockbox. As poorly as I've said all this, what I mean is being in on how the propaganda and various narrative threads get woven lets you free yourself from paying attention to a very a, a whole level of nonsense and finding the deeper truths that are there to be seen. So once you can unplug yourself from certain levels of manipulation, the manipulation starts to appear as a force against you a lot more clearly. And so if you can just admit that all television news is story more than reporting, just shut it off. Quit looking at it. Stop paying attention to the news. You don't need it. What you need is to understand how your life looks without it. How much less stress you're feeling. How much less anger you have. How much few, how many fewer disagreements you are in. And also, how much you don't miss it. But the news media is a problem that is too big to tackle here. But think tanks, NGOs, universities... The social media apps, our lobbyists, Hollywood, 
politicians themselves, our intelligence agencies, our corporations, our churches, the police, pharmaceutical companies, the banks, how celebrities and their facing of ideas that may or may not represent anything to do with them at all, but get your attention in a way to manipulate you into assigning them as part of the camp of whatever promotional message they deliver. These tricks work. You are, unfortunately, incapable of taking every piece of information that's being thrown at you at all times and digest it for its veracity and sourcing to weed through what has really validity. What <laughs> I need a bong hit. Pause. Simply put, I don't blame you. This isn't your fault. This is the situation that because you're so overwhelmed with too much coming at you at once, that those who are willing to say, I think we can use that to our advantage, are taking advantage. You can't necessarily stop them at this level, but you can become aware enough that you can help season the masses to the bigger project at hand, which is the overhaul of our media and its connection to the government. It is here to keep checked and balanced through its reporting to the public. That needs to get fixed. And it's not going to get fixed until enough people realize how broken it is to say, that's not it. That isn't freedom of the press any more than all this censorship shit is freedom of speech. We are Americans. We stand on something or we stand on nothing. And I stand on free speech. I stand on freedom of the press. And I stand on the right of every citizen to bear arms against a tyrannical force that could or could not include the very government that serves them. In any case, those are they're worth dying for. Unpause. Not that I want to die. But you know what I mean?